Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you David Brazda. Welcome to Building and protecting your business worth podcast. David, thanks for giving us time today. We, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you, Tom. Well, you know, I, you have quite a unique company. And um, as we've talked in the past, um, I'm sure people have heard of your company, but this is going to be a nice interview today because I think you'll clarify a lot of things, especially how the accounting field has changed dramatically. And you've seen a lot of that change. Um, But Dave, before I go on, let me introduce you to the audience so they have a better idea and understanding of who you are. So David has spent the better part of his professional career in outsourced service industries focused on delivering business performance solutions to the small and medium-sized business. In 1999, David opened the New York office of Administaff. I've heard of that. Yeah. An outsourced HR firm, which was renamed Inspirity in 2011. That must have been the forerunner of all this, huh, Dave? Yes. Yeah. Um, So in that, uh, let's see. So once the company Northwest Market was firmly established, he sent the uh, spent the next ten years in the strategic development role, building a nationwide network of business partners and helping Inspirity expand its services offerings. Uh, Here, he began concentrating his efforts in the outsourced accounting space. In 2014, David left Inspiry to join HR Block, where he was hired as director of Block Small Business, the newly launched virtual accounting arm of HR. Then in 2017, David became director of partnership development for accountingdepartment.com, a 17-year-old provider of virtual accounting solutions. Accountingdepartment.com is a dynamic, fast-growing company that leverages process-driven workflow and amazingly talented and highly trained staff of over 150 work-from-home accounting professionals and state-of-the-art technology. You do have that, David. Um, Using QuickBooks and NetSuite as its core systems, accountingdepartment.com is the back office for hundreds of clients across the U.S., who range in size from five million to a hundred million in revenue? That's quite a story, David. Because as I was reading this, uh, you were right in the forefront of all this happening back in 1999, huh? Exciting times. Yeah, I mean we were just coming off the tech bubble, right? 
Yeah. And uh, all this stuff is happening and uh, you're making it real at this point of the game, which is really kind of exciting. So um, that's really good. So, well, you have quite a, you have quite a background in this area, um, but let, how did you get started in that profession back then? Well, Insperity uh, was a very uh, exciting place to be uh, around 2010 uh, in that the company was transforming itself. Uh, it had been a pioneer in the professional or the PEO industry, professional employer organization industry, which is now today a very well-known established um, option for small business owners to outsource their HR, a PEO. But back then, we were still pioneers, and we were one of the first PEOs uh, in the Northeast. Uh, so after 10 years, uh, with the name change from Administaff to Insperity, the company experienced a business transformation, a very exciting one, and uh, decided to move into standalone solutions that supported the main offering, the main offering being a bundle of HR services. Uh, we began to unbundle some of those services and sell them and market them on a standalone basis. In addition, we partnered or built other solutions uh, that were supportive of small businesses, but not necessarily HR, part of the HR bundle in the PEO. And one of those was outsourced accounting. Uh, there, there was something about outsourced accounting and, and the, the notion of having cash flow under control. Uh, the tool that we managed to market, which supported the outsourced accounting offering, was important in that it delivered visibility to the business owner. Business owners a lot of times struggle with cash flow. That is the principal reason why most small businesses fail, period, hard stop. And so it was an exciting time to be in a place to help business owners <clears throat> understand and manage their cash flow uh, more efficiently. Uh, so that was, a, was an exciting time to be in that space. And I just stayed with that uh, offering and I stayed with that uh, that component of the small business, uh, the challenges to small business being cash flow. Outsourced accounting is a very, very uh, efficient way to <clears throat> to manage uh, your business. So I was uh, happy to be a part of that thrust into what what is now today a very well established, well known option. Uh, outsourced accounting. Well, you know, I learned more about it when I, after I met you, I, I never really paid attention, you know, because uh, um, my relationships over the last 51 years have been one-on-one with accounting firms and stuff. And, um, and the more I learned about your, and I made the statement when I was doing the bio, your company technologically is really good. I mean, if you go up on your website, you get everything you need right there. Uh, it's really very impressive. So I, I commend you guys did a great, you've done a great job. Um, what are the things that, uh, you know, you've done a lot of stuff. You obviously hung in there the last 20 something years in this field. What do you think has been the key element of your success at, up to this point? 
Well, I've been fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. <clears throat> and uh, with regard to business services, um, I, I enjoyed uh, exposure to a number of uh, opportunities in, uh, in, in, in the PEO space. However, once I latched on to the outsourced accounting space, and by the way, at, while I worked at Insperity, I came to know accountingdepartment.com. And I came to know the two co-founders, Dennis Najjar and Bill Gerber. Um, uh, this was back in you know, 2011, 2012. They were very, they were out, out front of everybody. And I've had my eye on them for a number of years. So when I left Insperity in 2014, at a short, a, a short stint at H&R Block, uh, building and marketing out their outsourced accounting arm, I, I kept tabs on uh, the accountingdepartment.com offering and Bill and Dennis and kept in touch with them. So it was great timing when I came out of that uh, opportunity to go to work for Bill and Dennis at accountingdepartment.com in 2016. Um, and I had the pleasure of joining them in a, in a business capacity, a part, a partnership capacity. My role there is to build relationships with our third-party referral partners throughout the United States. And it's uh, they had been heavy into direct sales and into uh, partnerships uh, at a high level with organizations like Vistage, uh, which is a very good sponsorship opportunity for accountingdepartment.com. But I've had the pleasure of build some, build, adding another dimension to their outreach. And we've been highly successful in reaching small business through third-party referral sources who are trusted advisors and primarily outsourced CFOs and CPA firms and others who, whose clients uh, have accounting challenges. And so they bring those challenges to us at accountingdepartment.com. And, and yeah, the, what the, the operation is very kind of really cool because I've been on that, like I mentioned on the website. And I think in terms of these smaller companies that really don't have the budget to hire a big accounting firm and uh, not to say that your firm isn't, isn't uh, inexpensive, but the point is that they can do an awful lot through your system than trying to work with a, a major accounting firm because fees have gotten really kind of crazy in that area too. Um, what's the, um, what, what do you think is the key reason why uh, employers are successful in keeping employees long-term and why they might be unsuccessful. What do you see out there? How do you how do you see it in your firm? How do you see it with other firms? Well, I've, I'm going to begin obviously to uh, with an experience share with accountingdepartment.com. And uh, when I joined the firm, we were fewer than 50 employees. So they, we've added a hundred employees over the period of about five, six years. And that's, that's a, that tribute to our team. We have a very lean and hardworking human resource team. Uh, but what I think one of the key ingredients in our success uh, is attributed to Bill and Dennis, uh, Bill Gerber and Dennis Najjar, the co-founders. And that attribute is culture. Uh, they, they demonstrate over and over again that they care about the employees. Uh, they matter. Uh, and the extraordinary thing is that we are a virtual company. We have been a virtual company since the inception in 2004. So if you can imagine in 2018, 
what an honor it was to be awarded. Uh, we were ranked by Entrepreneur Magazine uh, in the mid mid-sized business uh, space nationwide. They interviewed and, and measured companies, small, medium, and large, on 23 variables, company culture variables. And they ranked accountingdepartment.com number 14 nationwide in terms of company culture. Now, keep in mind, we're a virtual company. So that just says that much more about the great care that our team has taken to build culture. We culture matters a great deal. We have uh, there's a lot of philanthropy, um, and uh, the mission of uh, our mission, part of our mission, uh, is around you know people and enabling uh, business owners to have great account and a great accounting solution. But for the people, they we people ma business matters, but their personal lives, you know, their their work work-life balance is important. And so it's well-maintained by the team, HR team and, and all management at accountingdepartment.com. So I think the great key to our success is flexibility. We act, we act like a bricks and mortar business. That's one of the key ingredients. We uh, deploy people who work from home in their professional offices that they maintain in their home. We give them technology. Uh, the technology uh, protects the client's data. It's There's a firewall. We use a cloud host. So each day, all of our service team, everyone logs on to uh, our company, to the secure server that we use. We use a company called Right Networks, very well established and well accepted in the accounting space. And so each day, the people log on and, and the data is protected and secure. But we work um, eight to five in the in our respective time zones, and we have folks all in in all three time zones across the U.S. So there's a good balance. When people need time off, they get time off, and we really our team, our, our management team, our owner, the founders, go way out of their way to be sure that people are satisfied and happy. We're continually doing reviews and whatnot, and and feedback sessions, uh, and and we do a lot of company events virtually and and believe it or not it, it it's highly effective it works people gather on a zoom meeting and greet each other and and we have conversations and um so the it's it's worked we're, we're very proud of that our culture yeah i commend you because i mean when i think of culture walk into costco's or uh trader joe's and you it it just it just bleeds culture everybody's happy they're they're showing up for work, and and that is that is a real hard thing to do physically, let alone doing it virtually. So I commend the owners and the key people because uh, I know you've been growing, and obviously people are very happy to work for the company. Um, so that's that's really I commend you on that because I think culture is one of the the most important things that a business owner can develop it, it for many, many reasons, you know? Well, during the COVID crisis, there were uh, uh, obviously a, uh, a mass exodus uh, from office working in shared, in shared offices and whatnot uh, to remote workforce. And so we were in a leadership position and we, we came through, we mentored, we mentored a, a number of our clients in the you know best ways to 
transition to a remote workforce environment. Uh, and, and our clients were very grateful for that. And we, we did that for non-clients as well. But we were very proud of that because we were not disrupted in any way whatsoever by that movement because we had been a remote workforce model for 17 years or 16 years when it hit. So, yeah, we were proud to be able to help others make that transition. I would suspect that this COVID uh, really worked. I don't mean it. I don't mean it, it worked in your hands like, thank God we had this. I'm just saying people got used to working uh, virtually. And I, I wonder, I don't know if you've done the data yet, uh, if you've brought on more clients because they started to be much more aware of virtual meetings where they hadn't prior to this. I would like to comment on that. <laughs> That's so that that we, we saw some interesting things happen. Uh, I'll start from a 40,000 foot view. Uh, we learned some lessons, uh, and one of the one of the trends that we saw was during the uh, uh, reduced during times of reduced activity and and reduced revenue. First of all, we accommodated our clients in every way we could by you know reducing their fees when they're you know when there was less work and less revenue and less thing activity in their businesses. Well, obviously there was less activity for us to work on too. And so we, we, we definitely worked with our clients uh, to be sure that, you know, they, they still had the accounting support that they needed, but reduced fees because there was reduced work workflow. I will say uh, back to the culture thing is that we didn't let one person go. No one was uh, furloughed or laid off or whatnot. Uh, we were very proud of that. Our team went out of their way. Uh, to main to make sure that everyone remained on board, and then lo and behold, things began to grow, uh, and we saw a lot of business. So the forty thousand foot observations that we made really were that during the reduced activity, businesses had a lot of time in their hands. So what did they do with with that extra time? Well, a lot of them looked at processes in their work in their you know in their businesses. They looked at processes that they ordinarily don't pay a lot of attention to. And guess which one got <laughs> a little more attention? The accounting piece, because every accounting just kind of goes on, right? In a lot of businesses, but they had, to, a lot of people had time to look at things, look at, look at procedures, look at systems and whatnot. And, and so it brought a lot of attention, called a lot of attention, more attention to what we provide. And, and so what we saw was, and what we recommended to people is that number one, if you're not, if your accounting is not in the cloud today, ask yourself why. Uh, cloud accounting is such a well-established option today. Uh, for for many many years, uh, accountingdepartment.com, accountingdepartment.com was struggled with, as I struggled with saying the name, uh, is struggled with uh, the notion that what outsourced accounting was some generate future generational thing some you know next the next generation it was a futuristic concept uh but that has been uh, uh blown out of the water now because uh outsourced accounting is is a well established option today uh and and thankfully and why because it works and it's very efficient instead of having to sit on those servers in your office and to have to hire IT people to watch them uh, you can outsource your accounting to the cloud. 
So that that's the one main, big question I would I would challenge any uh, small medium sized business owner today is it to ask themselves why if you're if you haven't outsourced or or put it in the cloud. Uh, and and then there's a lot of other things about systems and efficiencies and you know we come in and we automate. Our goal is to automate everything we can. Uh, we're not talking about AI though. Uh, we use some technology, but live accounting is important. That's an important aspect to what we do. You can't be replaced by a robot. Um, there. So what we do is we come in and we we look all the gadgets and all the options that we can bring into the accounting system, the technology um, interfaces with QuickBooks and with NetSuite. Our technology gurus know those applications and they put them to work. And efficiencies and workflows are driven by a process like, like I've never seen before. And we've been uh, grateful. And I will humbly say that we've had some folks recently compare the processes we have in place to what you might find at, at GE or you know under Jack Welch or whatever. And, and, and my point of that is that we have a, a manual uh, of about 225 pages that our co-founder built, and it essentially systematized, standardized everything we do and people adhere to that system, and it works extremely well. Um, you know, that's interesting. I uh, I know it's happening the, in, in this area of virtual meetings, because even in my practice, uh, consulting practice, more people are, are working with me through virtual um, virtual meetings. And so it's, so it's played in your hands, and you were way ahead of the curve, so that's fantastic. Um, Dave, tell us about um, what, what are the key unique things about accountingdepartment.com other than the obvious? Well, some of the things that we're, we're excited about right now, uh, in it, first of all, in, two, in 2020, we did launch an ERP. And an ERP, for those who don't know, uh, is an enterprise, stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. And it's a system, uh, an accounting system that incorporates other systems in the business as well. Um, and for businesses that outgrow QuickBooks, we now have an option for them if they're running, if there's a lot of complexities or they need a lot more. Uh, we so we offer NetSuite. Those that's a major development for us to be able to handle and work with lower middle market businesses. Uh, in addition, who 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 are need that option? QuickBooks. I will tell you, the vast majority of our clients use QuickBooks and will always use QuickBooks because it's a great system and we know how to use it. And we have companies over fifty million in revenue that are using QuickBooks, and that's not a problem with us. Uh, the other trend, I think. Um, an exciting trend here is uh, dashboards, and we have the technology gurus that we employ uh, were tasked with uh, evaluating uh, about a half a dozen options, some of the best uh, dashboards in the market today, and they essentially were tasked with going out and finding the flaws and essentially breaking them, and they did, and they, there was only one they couldn't break or they didn't find flaws in. And we ended up adopting that. We have, and we give every client that dashboard. It's called Jarav, and we're very excited to be partnering with and and offering the Jarav dashboard to all of our clients. What does a dashboard mean? Uh, business owners come in all sorts of shapes and forms, and when it comes to financial acumen, 
Uh, some of our business owners can read a balance sheet and income statement and, and it's meaningful and they get it and, and, and it helps inform their decisions. And we deliver those reports on a regular basis to them. However, there's a host of business owners who would prefer to look at KPIs, uh, key performance indicators in the form of a chart or a graph. Or, um, so we offer those two options uh, and, and that additional visibility uh, helps bus help business owners. We can illustrate things that are important that they wanna track uh, key performance indicators in their business. Jirav is a very uh, important, uh, very dynamic dashboard tool to enable us to do that, uh, to give them information on a regular basis. They have access to it all the time. And I'd say that that's a, that's a trend we're really excited about. It, it permits, it allows our controllers who, uh, and there's a controller assigned to each of our clients along with a bookkeeper. The controllers can, will help do, will prepare the budget and do forecasting and projections and whatnot for the business owner using these tools, the dashboard, dashboard tools. So that's, those are two trends that really are, are helping move up, move the needle, needle for us. Yeah. Talk about, uh, I mean, take the typical business owner is always looking at the bottom line. He's not looking to analyze quite yet until he wants to. So that's a real nice tool. And I know as running a business, all I wanted to see was the broad picture uh, periodically. And I think that's a, that's just another way of getting the information you need quickly and then moving on until you're ready to, to dive deep into it. So that's, that's a cool thing. And um, so those are the two things that are new for this for 2021 uh you brought up or uh, we were talking at one time and uh one of the important things would be why would companies uh make a switch to outsource accounting well outsourced accounting uh is an option as we said before uh, uh and people retire people get sick people quit accounting departments break Accounting departments suffer from uh, various turmoils. Um, and what we're finding is we typically do get the call when there's an issue, when there's a problem. Uh, and the problem can manifest itself in many ways. Uh, however, what we probably see the most of is movement, staff movement, people leaving, people retiring, people quitting. Uh, perhaps the business owner has an epiphany uh, uh, they realize one day when they're looking at their financials, try to, trying to determine whether they have the funds to make an equipment purchase or an acquisition. And they suddenly realize, you know, I don't really have the dynamic information that my bookkeepers, my, my in-house in bookkeeping staff are providing. They're not giving me what I need. Um, that can maybe that that will become discoverable when you bring a consultant in or when you're looking to sell your business. So those sort of realizations or epiphanies will sometimes be a catalyst to move someone in, into outsourced accounting. One of the, the, the sort of the core reasons why it makes good sense is people, our people don't go on vacation. You know, you have a dedicated team of two people and when they go on vacation, we have backup for them. And we build up a, a very, uh, very detailed playbook for each one of our clients that details every single task that needs to be completed for the bookkeeping to happen. And that playbook can uh, be used by someone to back someone up if someone goes out sick or is ill. So we don't have any, any um, we don't miss a beat here. There's no, uh, it's a continuity plan that we maintain. 
so businesses will frequently uh, uh, challenge are challenged by uh, other things that go on, and it could be just inadequate uh, accounting. Uh, but again, it's typically we see staff movement, or it could be an acquisition, uh, a merger, a carve out. A number of things would would sort of uh, be be the, the the reason why they would outsource accounting. Um, and and the other two, the other thing too is that. Uh, the expertise that we offer uh, is uh, very uh, important, and our people are all highly certified and up to date on all the technologies that they need and and the certifications, their certifications. So, um, hopefully, that helps you. Yeah, and and how do you collaborate with the CPA and accounting firm? Well, an accounting firm uh, will typically uh, generate revenue from tax and audit assurance, advisory work. Uh, those are very uh, high margin uh, businesses for the most part. Bookkeeping is not. Bookkeeping is a transactional activity that I would challenge most CPA firms to, to tell me that they, you know, to, to admit that yes, it's not a high, it's a loss leader, if you will. Um, so what we what we do is we approach a CPA firm and we, we offer them the option to outsource their clients' uh, bookkeeping work, the transactional accounting work to us so that they can do more tax returns and so they can do more audits. And those are high, those are, we can increase their realization rates in those for those activities, increase their revenue and decrease the amount of time that they have uh, to work on bookkeeping chores. And by the way, too, uh, internal uh, bookkeep or CPA firms that have internal people on their staff that do bookkeeping. Well, that's a that's a a, a a function that has to be managed. They've got to manage those people and manage and 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 whatnot. And there's a cost to that too. So it makes good sense. And we and the other good news is we accountingdepartment.com are not tax and audit people. We're not a CPA firm. We don't do those activities. The, we swim in our lane. The two lanes are daily accounting, all the all the accounting that accounts receivable, accounts payable, bank recs and whatnot, and uh, closing the books and generating financials and controller services. So that makes good sense. We're complementary to most uh, accounting firms. Uh, we stay in our lane and we will refer our clients tax and audit needs to our partners or to our CPA firm partners. Why is the team approach of outsourced accounting better than the in-house approach? I'm sure there's gonna be people who are used to the traditional way of doing things ask you that. Sure, well, uh, some of the, I guess, features and benefits, uh, I can approach it from that way. I can approach it from an operational standpoint too. Why don't I begin with that? Uh, when people who work internally, um, who provide, you know, the internal accounting teams, uh, th one of the challenges that all of our clients tell us they've had over time, and everyone's got a story, is the difficulty in hiring and retaining good bookkeepers. What we do here is we 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 get thousands of resumes to our website every year, unsolicited. Last year, we tested about 250 candidates, okay, book accounting, bookkeeping candidates. We use a, we administer a four-hour accounting test, which is above and beyond, I think, but we're looking for a needle in the haystack. 
And out of the 250 candidates, 91% failed the test. That is the evidence. And that that high percentage uh, is repeated year after year. The the reason I'm bringing that uh, uh, to forefront here is that it's difficult to find, it's really difficult to find a good bookkeeper. And you have to ask. And we also administer a personality, a battery of personality tests, too, because we want to hire people who have good communication skills. That's an important part of you know, the dynamic in our people. So we that's the biggest challenge today. If it takes us, if we can find only 9% of 250 people that are competent to hire, imagine how hard it is for an entrepreneur or business owner to find a good bookkeeper in the hiring process. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and that, by the way, the, the bookkeeping uh, test that we administer is created by our co-founder and it's, it's, and it's very good. Um, it's part of our uh, intellectual property that we, uh, that we use. It's an advantage to us too, to be sure that we do hire competent people. The other advantages to outsourcing, uh, I would argue at any given time is uh, coverage. You know, people go on vacations. People have to, people get sick and they go out. Uh, uh, we have coverage 100% of the time. There's no um, no missing links. That nothing falls through the cracks. Uh, and of our, our people work from a playbook that we create, and that playbook is is what allows someone, a backup person on our team, to cover the primary person if they go out on vacation or go out sick. Again, but there's a dedicated team of two people for every client. And, and then the other, the last argument I would make is when you have internal staff, uh, there's a cost factor. Not only are you paying them a salary, but benefits, taxes, and the whole, all, all that, you know, it's, uh, and, and you've got them. And again, you've got to manage. It's a resource that you have to take time and energy to manage. And here's my uh, my final question on this topic, um, because I know there's people thinking, hey, you know, I, I may have to cross this line. So when you engage a client, what level of accounting do most of your clients start off with? Is it a full package? Do they kind of get their feet wet with you and add more services? Well, what we do is we come in, uh, we have a very methodical approach to, uh, to discovery. Uh, and what we, after giving the client a full deep dive into how we work, because we want them to see the process, to, to understand the people, to understand the technology. If they see a fit and we see a fit, if it's, if it's a mutual good fit, we move them into um, a 90-minute meeting we call a file review where we receive a copy of their current accounting file they share it with us uh, through a safe send secure site we we accept and receive the file we analyze the file and we then have a 90 minute meeting it can last two hours or more with the client and their key people the goal of that meeting is to do a really deep dive into their books and it's a Zoom meeting. It's a very collaborative meeting. And by the way, it's not a. We're, there's no fee for this meeting. This is our just a part of our sales process. But what the what the prospect comes away with is a very deep understanding of their accounting. Things they typically see things they've never seen because our uh, accounting, our accounting professionals and the proposal managers that run these meetings, 
will uh, make observations and ask good questions. We're going to walk the client through the full cycle of three cycles of accounting and determine what their needs are. And in that 90-minute period, we have a, uh, a methodology that makes sure we address every single aspect of accounting and we document it and we record it. So, so two to three to four days after that meeting, we will generate a proposal and typically we'll offer them two to three different options. And those options will you know, give them the, you know, they, they have choice. They can start at a basic level, uh, but at the end of the day, we're a full takeover. That's important for you to know. We don't come in and use just do a little of this or a little of that because we have to, accounting is, accountability is a critical factor in what we do. And we're accountable for all of our work. So to ensure that we take over and we're the only ones doing the journal entries, you know, the, uh, that that's becomes our job. And we, we, the client basically gives us the information, the data, we have process by which we gather that information and we receive it on a regular basis uh, without nagging the client. It's a very efficient way. Um, and we perform full accrual accounting. Full accrual accounting requires a, a lot of detail and, and we provide that. We will offer, we'll offer them the option to do what they call modified accrual. And I'm sorry to be so uh, detail oriented here. That's, uh, but modified accrual is a, requires a little less work it's another option that we might offer the client. But at the end of the day, we're going to give them choice choices. But it's important for you to note that we can't start out part-time or we won't start out by doing just one component of the accounting, but rather we, we will be their accounting department, close their books, generate their financials each month, and then consult them on the financials. Yeah. And I think the key point is that you give full disclosure of what you're going to do so. There's no what ifs about it, and I, I agree with you. you. You either you're all in or you're you're not in at all because you you need to be um, you're responsible for all this stuff. So um, okay, that's good to know. I know people out there kind of thinking, uh, you know, it's not uh, I'm going to try this for a little while type of thing. So hey, one thing I know about David is he's vol he volunteers and he's got two major. Um, charitable charitable areas he works in. Tell us about Refoundry, David. Refoundry, uh, that's R-E-F-O-U-N-D-R-Y, refoundry.org. Refoundry.org is uh, about six, seven years old and uh, started out in New York and uh, and has, over the course of time, has grown out to offer uh, services in LA too. What we do is we help formerly incarcerated not only in job skills training, but we teach them with uh, entrepreneurship. Our goal is one, to train them in or help them embellish and improve a skill they've already got, an innate skill. Uh, and we work with, uh, essentially work with their hands to build furniture. That is the core uh, service that we, we, we teach the, the skill of furniture building uh, and they take recycled metal and wood and whatnot, and there's a craft. It's a technique that our, one of our one of the co-founders uh, brought to the table, who is a very successful furniture uh, manufacturer in Los Angeles over the course of the last 25 years. So we teach this craft and the skill. And so the formerly incarcerated, the participants that we we bring them in through uh, various means, primarily through what what's called 
a re-entry program. When you finish your prison term and you're back, you're, you're out, you first, your first step is to go into, uh, typically go, go to a, a re-entry program and it helps them re-enter society uh, and get, get on their feet again um, and clean up their resumes and, and, and whatnot, help them find work and, and, and the like. Um, and so we have criteria that we give the re-entry programs. They send us candidates. We, if the candidates qualify, we actually hire them for, for anywhere from 12 to 18 months. They receive a salary from us and they can receive benefits. During that time, our goal is to get them trained and, and, and then we deploy them or, or just they're, they're, they off ramp, we off ramp them and they're on their own. The goal is not only to teach them the skill, but the more important task at hand is to teach them to run, to start their own business. And their goal is for them to start, they start perhaps it might be a flea market or a pop-up store, whatever, or, or they'll sell their furniture to various uh, people. And the goal is for them to start their own business and hire folks in their community so they can raise others in their community and bring them. The, the goal here is to give them uh, not only purpose and uh, to help them, but economic freedom and economic freedom and, and, uh, and engagement. It's important for them to be, to get engaged so the participants don't reoffend and go back to prison. None of our candidates have ever re-offended. None of our candidates, none of our participants, I should say, have ever uh, gone back into prison. So very, very proud of that. Yeah, that's a nice organization. And uh, I'm going to put um, uh, information on how to find out more about that in the show notes. Thank you, you also are uh, uh, on the uh, finance committee of the National Veteran Business Development Council that's nvbdc.org. I will also put that on the show notes. David, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, National Veteran Business Development Council is a very dynamic organization. Uh, I was proud to be uh, the uh, volunteer chairman of the board when the organization was first uh, conceived in uh, 2007, 2008 timeframe, and it's gone through several iterations. Uh, to quickly describe the environment, uh, today, if you're a, a woman or a minority and you own a business, you are eligible to become certified, a, a certified woman business or a certified minority-owned business. That, uh, and then you become eligible for contracts in the private sector and in the federal government. Uh, and that's, that, that it's important for you to note that that certification process is administered by an, uh, an entity, a nonprofit organization. Uh, and those organizations come in and they verify through a very strict process that those businesses are 51% owned, operated and controlled by that woman, by the woman or the minority who owns that business. That, that is called the supplier diversity market. I'm sure many of you on this call will, will know uh, that term. Large, large and medium and large corporations set aside contracts for uh, office furniture, for landscaping, for various services that they need to operate their businesses. And many of the larger uh, companies have multi-million dollar spend every year, and they want to spend at least 10, 15, 20% or more of those dollars 
They want us give to minority or women-owned businesses, diversity suppliers, they call them. Well, in 2006, guess what? Veterans, service-disabled veterans who own businesses weren't able to get those contracts. And that was a, a, a horrible thing. It was a, a blight on, uh, on our uh, business community and, I, and it went unaddressed for many years. So what we did something about it. So we created an entity that certifies vet, that you're a veteran or service disabled veteran business owner. And that now makes uh, those veteran business owners eligible for those same contracts. And that's our mission. What a nice mission. Yes. And uh, it's a, two great organizations. And again, I'm going to put them in the show notes and uh, you can uh, certainly go up on their website and find out more about it. Um, in summary, uh, accountingdepartment.com uh, was visionary years ago. Uh, it, it sounds like they're ahead of the curve in, in this particular area. And uh, after uh, getting to know Dave a little bit, I can see what a very good, competent firm this is, uh, hired good people. Dave, you, what did you say? You have 150 uh, accounts around the country helping clients? Uh, today, we have 163 full-time uh, people, and all of our people are full-time. We don't have contractors or part-time, and they're all based in the U.S., all U.S. citizens. Yep. And we know that they're all happy. Well, mm -hmm. uh, this is a great concept. So if you're a business owner listening and wondering about uh, streamlining, getting uh, things done uh, in your accounting area, maybe, maybe even upping the ante a little bit on getting some services, um, you can contact David. Uh, the name of the firm is accountingdepartment.com. Again, I will have everything on the show notes where you can contact. David, the contact you're going to give me, is that going to be to you or will it be to some other department? Oh, that would be to me. Okay, good, good. Um, David, I want to thank you for taking this time today to really clarify this. Uh, you have an impressive company that you have put together with your partners and um, it was very nice of you to spend some time. So thanks again for taking the time today, Dave. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. You're quite welcome, Dave. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone. That's P-E-R-R-O-N-E at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. Dot com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard.
scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes. <laughs>